Our next reading is Matthew 27, um, verses 45 to 56, and can be found on page 999. From noon until three in the afternoon, darkness came over all the land. About three in the afternoon, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Eli, Eli, Lemai Sabachthani, which means, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? When some of those standing there heard this, they said, He's calling Elijah. Immediately, one of them ran and got a sponge. He filled it with wine vinegar, put it on a staff, and offered it to Jesus to drink. The rest said, Now leave him alone. Let's see if Elijah comes to save him. And when Jesus had cried out again in a loud voice, he gave up his spirit. At that moment, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth shook, the rocks split, and the tombs broke open. The bodies of many holy people who had died were raised to life. They came out of the tombs after Jesus' resurrection and went into the holy city and appeared to many people. When the centurion and those with him who were guarding Jesus saw the earthquake and all that had happened, they were terrified and exclaimed, surely he was the son of God. Many women were there watching from a distance. They had followed Jesus from Galilee to care for his needs. Among them were Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Joseph, and the mother of Zebedee's sons. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, Steph, for that reading. Uh, do actually keep that passage open. Isn't it appropriate? It's on page 999. Um, okay, no one else gets that. Um, uh, shall we pray as we come to look at it? Heavenly Father, we thank you so much that we can come and think this morning about that first Good Friday and what Jesus achieved. Lord, help us to be thankful uh, for that. Help us to be struck again by the amazingness of it. We ask in his name. Amen. Well, didn't that high priest have a pretty tricky job uh, on his hands? Uh, Getting all those right clothes on, uh, having to do, wash himself, offering all those sacrifices, doing all things exactly right, so that on one day of the year, he'd be allowed past the curtain. It's pretty tricky, isn't he? And he, he wouldn't let anyone else pass. Did you see that? There were people ca- coming up. He was the only one who was allowed in. And only once a year. And we had that reading from Hebrews 9 that summarized it. Behind the curtain was the most holy place. It's where all the special things in the temple were kept. Uh, and it's where God dwelt. So having this curtain here, it was like a huge barrier to God. A high priest was allowed in, but only once a year, but no one else. It's like there was a, it's like a huge door with no entry sign. It's like, it's, right. it's like you've got this stuck to the curtain. No entry. No entry to God. You're not allowed in. You're not allowed past here. And that's what it was like in Jesus' time. We go back to that first Good Friday. In the temple, uh, there, where people, big temple, everyone would have come to worship. 
there was this huge curtain. And it stopped people getting to God. It's effectively what it was there for. It, people, not even the high priests were allowed, the, the were, were allowed past. That, into that exclusive place. We thought earlier, didn't we? Of, uh, do you remember we had, um, a zookeeper is the only one who's allowed into the, uh, in with the lions. The firefighter is the only one who's allowed into the burning building. The diver is the only one allowed into the shipwreck. You've got to have the right people to go in. And in that, in Jesus' time, the right person was the high priest. And he stopped anyone else from coming in. Anyone else from seeing God. Now, let's just get the obvious out of the way. This isn't the temple curtain. Uh, in fact, it's a bit inadequate compared to what the temple curtain was like. Uh, apparently, it was 18 meters tall. That's like 10 of me standing on top of each other, or, or the height of four double-decker buses. We were trying to work out how tall the church was. Uh, I have no idea. We couldn't work it out. Someone wanted to do some, like, geometry or something. But, yeah, imagine the double-decker buses that fly down uh, the Curry Mile. Four of those on top of each other. That is pretty huge. And it was the thickness, uh, Trisha, four inches, ten centimeters, about the thickness of a hand. Now, we're not talking about something that you would have hanging up in your living room at home, unless you've got a very, very big house. Um, it's, it was impressive. It was made of blue, purple, and scarlet material, finely twisted linen all together. And imagine as you walked into the temple and you saw that curtain. That would be pretty amazing. Actually, if I'm honest, you wouldn't be able to get to see it because... Uh, most of us wouldn't have been priests. And it was only the priests that were allowed in the room that was just by the curtain. Most of us commoners would have just been outside and wouldn't even got anywhere near it. But imagine if you could see it. What a reminder of this huge barrier that was in the way. Like, a, like the fence at the animal enclosure. You're not coming in here. And the reason it was there is because of people's sin. We've just saying God is a holy God. He is perfect. His standards are there. But we're not. We can't live up. Um, we do things wrong, both consciously and in ignorance. Uh, and it means that no one would have been allowed through into God's presence. In fact, it's a good thing that they weren't allowed into God's presence. Because there's a huge, in fact, deadly problem uh, if that had been allowed in. So the, the curtain was a good thing. It reminded them of God's holiness. It reminded them of their sinfulness. It reminded them uh, that they can't come uh, close to God. It's a protection. Uh, But it also showed this huge problem. How will people get near to God? How will people get near to God? And actually, it's a problem that still stands for us today. How can we as sinful people get near to God. We all do things wrong. We all sin. There are lots of reasons we might want to come near to God. You know, we saw people coming up, wanting to say thank you, wanting to say sorry, wanting to say please. Ultimately, coming to God is the best way of life. And and how can we do it if we've got this problem um, of our sin? If we've got an imaginary temple curtain that is preventing us getting there? Well, that's what we're left with. 
No, no entry to God. This massive thick temple curtain, if you've still got Hebrews open, uh, Hebrews 9 verse 8 says, The Holy Spirit was showing by this that the way into the most holy place had not yet been disclosed as long as the first tabernacle was still functioning. But the first tabernacle isn't still functioning, is it? We don't come and worship in temples. So what has changed? Look again, uh, page 999, and we're going to see what's happened uh, in Matthew's account of that first Good Friday. And what happens to this temple? You see, Jesus, uh, as we pick up the story, he has been uh, arrested. He's had an unfair trial. He's been sentenced to death on a cross. Uh, and he is hanging there on a cross. A horrible death. A, a slow, painful death. For a guy who had done nothing wrong. But he was hanging on that cross. Uh, and as he was hanging there, did you spot, as we were reading, uh, as Steph was reading uh, Matthew 27, the, the strange things that happened? You know, there was uh, darkness for three hours in the middle of the day. Jesus shouted out. Many people came to watch him die. There was this huge earthquake. It was an unusual death. And look at one of the things that happened as Jesus died. Look at verse 50. And when Jesus had cried out again in a loud voice, he gave up his spirit. At that moment, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. At the very moment Jesus died, the very instant he took his last breath, this happened. In theory. The temple curtain torn in two from top to bottom. The, the barrier has been removed. The no entry sign. See, it was torn in two. None, it is opened up this way to God. It's now open access to God, not just for a few select people, not just for people who are wearing the right, right clothes, but to everyone. Everyone can now come through the temple curtain and get near to God. It's like God is giving this uh, visual illustration of what Jesus' death uh, on the cross has done. I mean, it could only be in God, couldn't it? Sarah and I struggled to rip this flimsy sheet, you know, let alone an 18 metres tall, four inches thick uh, curtain. And, and from the very top, right up there in the sky to the very bottom, it was torn. I mean, that could only be God who did something like that. Uh, and God is showing that instead of having a great barrier between us and him, that way has been opened up. You know, imagine if you'd been there in that temple uh, on good, that first Good Friday. Your whole life you had seen this big, thick temple, uh, this curtain in the way. And suddenly, it's torn, and you see the Ark of the Covenant behind. Something you've never been allowed to see before. Shining in all its, in all its glory. It representing where God was on earth. Imagine if you saw that. You have no doubt that something significant was happening. And if you thought about it, it was, it was opening up that way as Jesus made that sacrifice. See, if you remember, the, the, the problem was sin. 
But as Jesus died, he took all that sin and all the punishment for that sin deserved on himself. All the sin, all the punishment was taken by Jesus on the cross. So those who now trust that work on the cross for Jesus are allowed in. Allowed in to see what he's done. And it's not just that we're allowed in. But it's also like God has burst out. I mean, if you've had uh, a brother or a sister hide behind a curtain uh, one day and then suddenly jump out at you. And you suddenly see them there. You maybe give a little shriek. Uh, but you suddenly see them there, don't you? It's like that as this curtain was torn open. God is like jumping out. And here I am. He's going to show himself to the whole world, who he is uh, and what he's done and what's happened because of the, the Lord Jesus' death on the cross. We're allowed in. He's come out. And that's why Good Friday is good. Because we don't need temples. We don't need high priests. We don't need curtains. We don't need to offer sacrifices day after day, year after year. Jesus offered himself as the once and for all final sacrifice for all of us. Taking all the punishment, all the sin that was ours, and in doing so, opening up a way to God. Allowing us to, to boldly and confidently approach God in, in praise, in worship, in thanks, in prayer, in all these different ways that we want to come to God. We can do boldly and confidently now because of that first Good Friday. And can I say, if you've never done that before, then maybe today is the day you want to do that. As we think about what Jesus has done, see that way opened up. Maybe today is the day you want to come close to God. Or maybe you're someone here who has heard this many times before. Let's not just hear it again. Let's be reminded again how significant that first Good Friday is. How the way to God has been ripped open. We didn't deserve though to be there. We had this barrier. But that's been removed. So we come in awe and wonder and thankfulness today as we see the cross. See what Jesus has done. It is simple in so many ways, but it is utterly, utterly profound. It's why it's good Friday. Verse 50 again. And when Jesus had cried out again in a loud voice, he gave up his spirit. At that moment, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The barrier is gone. It's now open access to God. What a good day this is.
We're going to have an opportunity to stop and reflect on what we've heard. You'll find at the end of the rows, and people in the middle have got more, so you may need to pass them to the side. There are a number of no-entry signs. And this is what we're thinking. It's, the band are going to play in a, a song as we do this. And actually, what you might like to do, you might just like to hold it, and you might like to pray and, and think of something that you know is a barrier between you and God, something that you know is perhaps getting in the way. You might want to write something down. You just might want to pray it. And then if you'd like to, you could bring it to the front, you can tear it up knowing that the barrier is gone and in its place we will give you one of these which says at the moment the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom to take it home as a reminder about what Jesus has achieved for us and how this no entry sign is gone and that we can come before God and we can do that every day whenever we need to knowing that our sin is forgiven so why don't you spend a little time just perhaps thinking uh, on your own or with your people you came with maybe writing something down maybe just thinking and if you'd like to bring it up and exchange your ripped no entry sign for one of these then you can do